Hello, this is your host, Sonata Allison, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. All righty, you guys are in for a great episode today. As you guys can see, I'll be talking to uh, Keon and Destiny from Journey to the Hills. They have a wonderful podcast, um, and they're just honest people, and they talk about stuff that a lot of Christian people do not. So um, really excited to have them on the podcast. As you guys can see, we'll be talking about foundation and building a good foundation for marriage, uh, for a relationship. And I think they did a good job of doing that in their relationship. So we'll be talking about um, waiting. And I think a lot of the time people say, oh, it was such a great idea that we waited. I'm so glad that we waited, but they never tell us like why really, like what, how did it actually affect your relationship for the good? And they do talk about this. And um, we also talk about some, you know, controversial stuff too, where it's like, oh, withholding sex from your husband. Should you do that? Should you not do that? Is there room for it? Why shouldn't you do it? Um, so there's some real good conversation in here. So um, let's get right into it. Alrighty, so we have Key and D here with us from Journey to the Hills. How are you guys doing today? Don't worry. Yeah, we're doing good. We're excited to be on. Awesome. Of course. I'm so excited. We're going we gonna to really talk. And one thing I want to say before we start is I actually love your podcast. And the people that know me, I don't just be saying stuff, okay? I'm not going to just say that just to appease y'all, make you feel good about yourselves. I really think that your podcast is so honest and vulnerable. And we need that. We need that. So I really appreciate that. So just everybody listening, go listen to their podcast. It's actually a good one. There's a lot of fluff out here. So just want to give you guys props real quick, real quick. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. So um, when I have someone on the podcast for the first time, I usually ask them a question similar to this. And the question is, what is one thing you believe to be true about God and why? That's a great question. That's a great okay, yeah, that's a great question. Um, do you want to go first? Okay. So what is one thing that I believe to be true about God and why? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That he's faithful. I believe. That's why it's because you're one. Yes. Honestly. Um, but yes, I have experienced him be faithful to me. I have seen him be faithful. I have seen him keep his word. I have seen, I have remember seeing myself in moments where I'm like, God, your word says this and I'm not seeing it. And then in time he came through. So um, he truly is the same guy yesterday, today and forever. And I'm grateful to know him for myself. Mm, That's good. I I would say for me, I would say along with the faithfulness, I would say that his grace is sufficient. Mm. I've recognized Mm. like there's been moments in my life where it had to be nothing but God's grace. You know, like I couldn't have been me. Like, how did I get through this moment? How was I able to do certain things? And it had nothing to do with the gifts and talents on my own. It's like because of his strength, his grace, his mercy, and him being able to, you know, pour into me. So yeah, that's, that's why grace is sufficient. Yeah, that's good. And I think sufficient is such a good word to use because it's enough, you know, like yeah. it's, enough, yeah. it's exactly what we need. So yeah. Good stuff. All righty. So um, who are you guys? Tell the people who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Okay. All right, Buster. Who are you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's what. My name is Keon Hill. I serve the, I have the privilege and the honor to be Destiny's husband. Oh. <laughs> um, but I also have, you know, uh, vast responsibilities. I'm a principal of a Christian school. 
Um, so right now we range from K2 to kindergarten. We have about 130 students. So excited to lead and serve those scholars and the staff and the families there. Also serve at our church with my wife at the Life Church DMV in Alexandria. Um, I'm a son. Um, both my parents, they've been married for 30 years. Uh, so I'm really close to them. My only child. So mm-hmm. shout out to all my only children. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but all in all, just a, a guy who's trying to serve, advance God's kingdom, and be a good husband and family man. So that's all I care about. Um, you're a great husband. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm Destiny. I am Keon's wife. Um, I have a virtual assistant agency where my team and I, we help other entrepreneurs with the back end of their business. So project management, operations, social media, management of email, all that kind of stuff is what I do and what we do. Um, also, like my husband, I serve at our church um, in multiple different, of course, capacities. We both lead like life groups. Um, cool. Keanu Armour Bear. Um, I serve on like the next steps, like which is kind of like an usher team. Um, and I am one of five children, uh, the <laughs> second oldest, and my parents also have been married for thirty-one years. So, so now that you ain't make the same face. One of my kids. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just, we love God and we hope that our, our life is able to, um, you know, show someone else like this is a great walk to be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your podcast about? What do you guys usually talk about? What's the premise of it? It's really just our journey, honestly, and trying to be all like you mentioned earlier, authentic and vulnerable as possible. I think um, there's true power and vulnerability and especially within like love and marriage, because sometimes in the Christian realm, it's almost like it could be like a blanket, kind of like it got to be a certain way. It's like, no, we go through things just like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, we can bounce back from things. We can go through lessons. We go through all those things. We should try to share as much as we can because it's not really too many platforms for young Christian couples. You're right. And it's still showing. You can still be cool. You can still be fly, but you can also put God first and allow him to move and, and do all the things that he's capable of doing. So that's kind of like just the premise, just our journey mm-hmm. on the phone. Play, I would say. Mm-hmm. That was good. No, that yeah. was good. <laughs> good stuff. So obviously, I hear the the desire behind it, but like, what actually made you guys start the podcast? Was it like just a random day? One of you had the idea, or both of you kind of decided together? What what piqued the the decision? Um, it's kind of like a, a actual depiction of our marriage. Yeah. I might have a vision, and then destiny brings it to life. So that's mm. kind of like just laying up one day. We were dating. And I'm like, D, I think we should do this podcast. And she's like, all right, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to hire this person. We're going to do it. And we just go from there. That's kind of like how it came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it very much was a Keon. The Lord gave it to Keon. And, you know, we just kind of like sought out the proper people of how to start it. And here we are, you know, with this is our second year doing it. Um, and I'm just grateful for what God has been able to do with it this time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really good. Like I've already said. Um, awesome. So, um, as you know, my podcast is about sexuality and you guys decided to wait, um, until marriage to engage sexually with each other. Um, and I think that's really commendable. That's what my plan is as well. Um, and I, I just wonder what you guys would say to the people who are like, no one else is waiting. Why should we wait? What, What would you say to those people? Mm. Wow. Um, I would definitely say that waiting it definitely it, waiting helps you to it almost helps you like to skip steps. Like 
if I mm. went, both of us, we, we both did it prior to each other, um, but with each other, we say one to eight. Mm-hmm. And I think from our previous experiences, I know for as a woman, I felt like I've already done it the wrong way and I've seen the repercussions of doing it that way. Um, you know, the whole having sex to get over a situation or you're angry or how it makes you um, sometimes emotionally blind. Mm-hmm. I saw all the things that it actually, the negatives of it, there were not any positives. And because of that, I was able, it made my heart say, I want to do it the right way. And then from doing it the right way, I saw so many positives. Our friendship has was so was able to flourish without anything getting in between. It wasn't based on, oh my gosh, we're having sex with us good. No, it's based on who we truly are, our true chemistry, our, our genuine, authentic selves. It didn't require anything additional for us to be able to gel the way that we are. So um, I know, I also girls, like, there's so many more positives to waiting. Ne- there are a ton of negatives to actually going ahead and doing it ahead of time because that's the way that God mandated it to be. Mm-hmm. I, if I could add something too, Sonata, I was just reminded of like a uh, analogy that our mentors gave us when we were dating. Mm. And they basically was saying, it's like, there's a chair that God has waiting for you as soon as you say I do. Mm. And the more that you honor him in the dating space, like it's gonna be wait. You want that first chair. You don't want to be pushed that chair pushed back to the twelfth or thirteenth row. Now, granted, like you're still gonna be able to receive all those things, but the more that you honor him in the dating season, as soon as you say I do, guys, it's fa- and we can attest to the favor. Even in the midst of all the things we've been through, like this podcast is an example. Like it's the fruitfulness, the like all the favor that we've gotten from this, the exposure, all those things. I truly believe. A lot of it has to do with how we honored our waiting season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the point. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I think the point that you made right is that they'll still get the chair, but you are there. There's there's carnage. There's damage that you're ensuing when you don't yeah. do God's will for you. So yeah. when we step outside of God's will, you're only hurting yourself. I think I, if I could put that on my forehead and let that be what everybody sees, like. <laughs> Every yeah, time I walk legit. past them, like, cause you know, like Christians feel like, oh, the Lord just doesn't want me to have pleasure. The Lord, the Lord just wants me, wants it his way. And not everything that God tells us to do is for our own good. A hundred percent. And I often think back to the, um, like just the fact that God works all things together for the good, but also he created sex. So he knows the purpose of it. Mm. He does. He knows exactly why he made it. We don't, yeah. in our minds, we don't know the purpose in that when we're doing it. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, it's fun. Everybody's doing it. But the purpose of it, if I get something at a younger age at 10 and it's a driver's license at 10, I don't know the purpose of a car. So I'm going to crash. I'm going to wreck it. Mm-hmm. But when I'm 18 and I have my license, I know how to, I know I'm prepared for this thing. So he put it off for a reason because we will wreck our insides, not only our insides, but our minds, ourselves by doing it prematurely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're saying that because, you know, I'm single right now. They're probably like, yeah, what does she know? You know what I'm saying? She just, <laughs> <laughs> but y'all are in marriage and you know, you know, you know, the uh, benefits of it. And you've also been sexually active before um, waiting. So you guys understand both sides of it. So that's why I wanted to have you guys on just so people can see like real humans who are not weird. <laughs> like, come on, like who are not weird. You got y'all, y'all are normal people. You, you're still, you know, in the world, but you're not of it. Um, so yeah. I'm glad you got your, you guys are speaking to that. So you guys waited. Um, what were the, 
what were like the boundaries you guys created um, in dating? And then how do those boundaries change during engagement? Because I know everybody was saying that it gets hot. Once that ring gets on your finger, it's like <laughs> something happens. So what were your boundaries in dating? But then also, it, it, did it change in engagement and, and how, if so? So now the girl I was stressed out, sweating <laughs> everything. But you know, you see how fine she is. Oh, oh thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, I, I would say we uh, again, we spoke to our mentors. They really had a huge impact on us, like starting off, and even when they first told us like to put the boundaries in place, we kind of laughed a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, we were like, we don't need those. We don't need we all could do that. this. We could do uh, this. <laughs> but eventually, we had to start putting in place in order for us to reach our goals. So yeah. Some of the things included. Um, we went from so. Little backstory, I'm, I live in Maryland, and she lived in Delaware at the time. Mm-hmm. So when she would come and visit me, she would stay in my house. Mm-hmm. And that got to the point where that was just too much. Mm-hmm. First, we slept in the same bed, but then, like, of course, that just... It's like, nope, sorry. Um, <laughs> then we did just, like, me sleeping, him sleeping on the couch. I slept on the couch. And me in the bed. And then it was like, yep, that's not that working. That So then I had to go. I, I stayed at my parents' house, and she would stay in my house when mm-hmm. she came to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stopped tongue kissing because we yeah. know that leads to you just know. hype, hype, heightened endorphins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't touch each other's private areas. Yeah, we know. just didn't do anything. We it was very whole hands hanging out. Yeah, barely did that because I want to creep my hands so well. Just watch it. That's an honest <laughs> man. We love the honesty. Yes. Try to be honest. Yeah, that's just that's real life. I yeah. think again, especially from a man's perspective too, and I talk about this often. Coming from, again, trying to get away from, like, I already lived a sexual active life. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of reprogramming for myself, pornography, mm-hmm. us, like, all those things. So I was battling all that on top of trying to make sure that we were built living in purity, too. So it wasn't even just with and in my relationship. I was doing a total 180 reprogram my mind. Mm-hmm. And that took a lot of effort and energy and intentionality. So that helped me not only in our relationship, but just my mind again with all the things that I was battling previously. So it's the yeah. best thing I've ever done. And I really encourage people like you can't practice that in marriage. Like you got to start that beforehand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I think a lot of people might say like, oh, that's too much. You got to go stay at your parents house when she's at your. So what would you say to those people that are like, you're doing too much? It just depends what chair you want. Mm. Yeah, that period. Okay, period. okay, Sonata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's between you and um, Lord, basically. That's between you and Jesus. You're gonna stay out of it. Yes, and I think something that we often speak to too um, is that while we waited, I feel like that also built up a discipline for Keon speaks to this often. Like when you're married, yes, you're able to interact in sex now, but it's still not whenever you want it. So if your wife says no tonight, what are you gonna do? But I already practiced with abstaining because I was waiting. So there's like again, there's so many positive attributes to waiting mm-hmm. that um uh that can go over to marriage. So there's like when people will say, like, you know, that's too much, it's like I would rather do the too much to be able to now be able to have the favor or be able to doing and knowing that I did this God's way and mm-hmm. not having that guilt. Cause I'm doing it when I when I was doing it previously, when I wasn't married, it was like I would feel conviction. I would feel the guilt and the shame. Like, I don't want to, I don't want, I didn't want to have to do that again. And I said, there's, that is God's way is more important than my desire. Mm-hmm. And once I got to that point, it was, was it tough? Yes. But what came as a result from it is priceless. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's what it comes down to. Do you actually care about what grieves God's heart? 
Do you care about him? Mm-hmm. Do you know that he hurts when you make decisions that hurt yeah. you and your relationship with him? Yes. That's really what it comes down yeah. to. And obviously Honestly. for for other people, right? It'll it might look different, right? You're, some people may be able to do the whole sleep on the couch and someone sleeps in the bed or whatever. Um, so we're not saying it has to be like that. Um, but yeah. take the appropriate uh, cautions that you need to yes. for your relationship to protect yourself. And I'll, and sometimes I'll say to people too, um, we, you don't want to be the reason that the person you love sins against the God you love. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so good like that's, that's what you're so doing good. you don't want to that's hurting so many that's so many levels on, that's hurt on so many different levels so um yeah just to I, reiterate I'm, that yeah uh, real quick I was gonna say, i'm glad that you brought that point up too mm-hmm. because you don't want to come off like judgmental saying like you have to do this or you have to do it this way because we did it that way that's mm-hmm. something that we tell people often but it really did help us. And one of the things that I recognized too was like, I recognized the influence that we had even in our dating season. So even though we were saying like, we're not saying that you don't have to spend like, telling somebody, yeah, she spent the night over my house. If I'm mentoring like 20 guys and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm, we stay up here, but she's staying on my house and they look like, what? You know what I'm <laughs> like, saying? Like, yeah, right. They're trying to grow and they're walking Christ. Like, mm-hmm. what, what am I representing? Like, what am I modeling? Same yes. thing with her. Like, I recognize our influence early on, so that's why we went to the extreme. Yeah. I'm not saying that we started off that way, mm-hmm. but I just, again, over time, through our lessons, we recognize, like, we're going to have to do things differently because of the call on our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that reminds me of the verse that talks about, um, we don't, you don't want your good to be evil spoken of. Yes. Um, and I know yes. sometimes you, people use that inappropriately, but I think this is a perfect time to use it because we do have a witness. Like, whether yeah. you want to or not, people are going to see you out. And if if they see you doing stuff or going places and it's like, you know, you're not sinning, but you don't want to ruin your witness. So um, yes. I actually had a conversation about that with a guy I was dating. Like, we don't I'm not even I don't want people to even think I have this whole platform and people won't see me out here in these streets looking like I'm not doing okay. it. I'm not going to ruin my witness for you. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's so good. Our our mentors used to always like use that as accountability, that scripture um, about what is our witness. Like no matter what y'all doing, like what's the witness? What is, a, what is someone who is not saved? What are they going to see as a result of what are you, what you guys are doing? So I love that you brought that scripture up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, how do you feel like waiting affected like your communication or like just things outside of sexuality can we go a little more deeper into that because i know you guys talked about um uh intense fellowship so i was wondering if it helped you guys develop skills for intense fellowship and maybe explain to the people what you guys why you guys use that term as well (laughs) well well, she came up with intense fellowship so you want to explain um sure so of course you know in any relationship friendship brother sister even in marriage there's gonna be moments of arguments or uneasy where we don't disagree we're gonna um disagree but i think saying intense fellowship it just kind of makes it sound not so i feel like an argument sounds like it's only like a bad connotation so i just felt like that we're just having intense fellowship is not something that is going to be have they been hard or rough? Of course. But I think just even like what you say, you know, kind of like the power of life and death is in our tongue. What you're saying is happening in your marriage. I think it still it also affects it in totality. So that's kind of why we use the word intense fellowship instead of arguments. Um, but I will say that with us waiting until marriage, it definitely increased our communication. I think that it um, built the foundation in which our friendship is on. Because, again, there was nothing that was making us stay. 
nine times out of ten, normally when you're when you're having sex in a relationship, that will convolute your thoughts. It will it will make you think, well, I'm doing this with this person, so uh, you know, we're gonna get over the argument quick. You're not gonna talk about it, but you're gonna say we're gonna end up, you know, we're gonna do the thing and it's over. Mm-hmm. That's happening here, so we're gonna either be mad for five days or we're gonna talk about it. You know, so our only those are our only options. Mm-hmm. So I think by um, being committed to only giving ourselves those options of hey, that's not even in the picture, it made us be able to communicate, and I think it fostered our friendship, which only um, built a stronger foundation for our relationship in totality. Mm-hmm. I think also too, Sonata, even just a reflection now that it increased the space for other forms of intimacy to grow. Mm-hmm. Like our emotional intimacy increased on our dating. Our spiritual intimacy was able, it wasn't again, like infiltrated through sex yes. and, you know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. we really had time to build forms of intimacy outside of just the physical norm of just having sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think because of that time and that space being created for that, that allowed for us to step into marriage, like really one, like we really was just like best friends. Yeah. 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 And if I'm honest, I don't know if the intense, Fellowship thing. I feel like honestly, when we got married, it kind of got a little heightened, mm-hmm. which really caused for us to really do that. Okay, it made. I think it made for one guy coming in and saying, "Destiny, like, hey, you can communicate differently, or you need to be able to ask your husband, hey, how do you, how does he need me to say this?" Yeah. I don't know if it was as pertinent when we were dating. We didn't have as many. I would say tough, intense fellowships when we were boyfriend and girlfriend or fiance. But I would mm-hmm. say the practices that we put in place during dating helped us in marriage, though. Yes, 100%. So mm-hmm. even though they increased, we already been practicing throughout our entire time in dating that we was ready to do our weekly check-ins, have our certain community commandments that we, I don't know if we would have practiced as much mm-hmm. if we would have mm-hmm. been sexually active. Agreed. Yeah, so, yeah, as you guys were talking, it made me, it reminded me of the verse. I don't usually be, it's, it's all coming back to me. It's because our spirits, we 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 be in our word. So something, something's coming out of me right now. <laughs> but as you guys are talking, it reminded me, like, I usually don't think of this verse this way, but it allowed you to have a sound mind, like, in your yes. relationship. Oh, my goodness. Um, And, you know, people usually use that as, like, like, avoiding smoking or drinking or whatever, but... I think mm-hmm. that works here too, where you were sober minded. Um, yes. So yeah, that's that's cool to see that. Um, yeah. Good to hear. And then there was a the second part too. You said um, you felt like you were best friends. So I think that's the thing that I think is scaring people. They're like, so what? What we're not having sex. So like, what's the difference? Oh, right. Uh, so what would you guys say to that? I would just say that like, well, one marriage is. In in our what we believe in, it's like the highest covenant, um, and I do believe like this is someone you're spending the rest of your life with them. The I mean, hopefully that's the desire. Yeah. Um, and I would want to be best friends with the one person who I'm spending the rest of my life with. You know, what I'm saying? I wouldn't want to be just like we had sex and now the sex was so good and so now hey I'm here. Mm-hmm. Imagine that life happens. He gets a, I get in a car accident. He gets in a car accident. His ailments don't work anymore. He's paralyzed from the legs down. Now what? Are we divorced because we can't have sex no more? Yeah. But the basis, the premises is built off of who we are as people, who we are at the core, our core values, our morals, what we believe in. That, again, back to sex can flood those things and make you kind of have scales on your eyes. But when you're not doing it, there's nothing that is keeping you from seeing who this person truly is. Mm -hmm. What would you say? 
No, nah, I mean, I think you hit it on the nose. I also think, too, that, like, sex with your best friend just hit different. I, mm-hmm. I have to be, like, so, you know. Hey, we're here. That's the, that's what we're here for. <laughs> that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah. As a guy, like, if I could be transparent, like, yeah. if you, you've been sexually active with people where you just um just wanted to release, if I could, you know, be candid. Like, just, you know, it's just a one moment, one mm-hmm. night, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, Building up like that anticipation, building up having all those conversations, the preparation, knowing this will be the person I'm spending the rest of my life with, and being able to connect finally, like it's it's just an amazing experience. And then I get to build, we get to practice. We get, I like this, I don't like this. We got the rest of our life to figure out what we like, what we don't like. It's something mm-hmm. I can't. Explain. I would definitely, yeah, it's worth it. And research actually shows that Christians have better sex, which is so interesting. You know, you would not, you wouldn't, I mean, they're keeping that under wraps, but think about I didn't it, know that. Right? But, but think about it. We know the truest form of love. Yes. So yes. why would it not, you know? Yes. So, That's so good. You know, y'all got the best of the best. And I'm keeping in your prayers. Um, <laughs> we, can, we, are, we are keeping you in our prayers. We Thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, so... So, so to those same people though that are thinking like, okay, your best friends, blah blah blah. How did you guys keep the romance alive in dating um, that allowed you to still be, to still desire each other romantically? I guess. I love that. It's a great question. I think because we were long distance, again, that built up so much. Like I said, I couldn't wait to see her. Same. Like, because you know you just miss that person. Um, so for us, it wasn't really hard for us to keep the romance. And then I think we were both like. Uh, really intentional, creative people with regards to that. So, like, she's always surprising me with gifts. I ain't never had so many gifts a day in my life. <laughs> um, I've always, I was always thinking of just ways to shower with, like, you know, affirmation mm-hmm. or just like surprises or things that she would. So, we didn't really have so many problems regarding like romance because, again, I think we just really loved each other. I hate to be cliche, but like, it just that wasn't really a problem for us. Mm-hmm. I think also too, we were intentional about communication. So, I will say that. In the long distance, and I yeah. think that helped. That helped a lot. Yes, I also think that the romance um, came from like knowing each other, which also came from building the friendship. It it's kind of like it's like they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like when I when you know someone, it doesn't take it doesn't take you long to think. Oh, I'm thinking about this person. Oh, I want to make figure out a way to how to make him happy, or I want to surprise him, and vice versa. But again, back to the things that when we like, oh, the focus is only sex. I'm gonna go over his house. I'm gonna go to dinner. Sex. You kind of miss out on all the things that you could be doing outside of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that, again, because we already you've never added that into an equation, it made us think outside the box. It made us think, what can I do that will also make him feel excited? What, what can I do to make him feel happy? Mm-hmm. What can I do to show that I, I'm thinking of him, that he's on my mind? And it really required me to, like, sometimes Google. At that time, you know, Instagram, like, people doing different things for their husbands or boyfriends. I'm like, okay, I would love that because I know his love languages. I know what he likes. But that's based off of us getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. I think when you really know your person, the sex is like, just it's just a cherry on top. It's, it's not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that an example is like, my my love language is the worst for affirmation. And like this, there is this book on Amazon that she bought for me, mm-hmm. and she wrote like fifty reasons why I love you, mm-hmm. like little stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna marry this girl for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, the the point you made too of like researching things. There is nothing wrong with that. I feel like some people think it has to be such an original idea, but like mm-hmm. you love people, so you want to do the best that you can. And I think a lot of people don't know that you should learn things before even dating, right? Of like. 
how to be yes. a good partner or whatever, like reading different books or talking to mm-hmm. mentors. Um, yes. So yeah, I think that's a really good point too. Like it's okay to learn. Yeah. And even ask nobody questions. Knows everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows everything. Like you, I, I'm grateful. I have, my parents are married, but also I have friends who are married and I'm like, Hey girl, like I need some ideas and being okay with being like, I don't have to have all the answers, but what they're going to tell me is going to be beneficial to my relationship. So mm-hmm. why not? Why not ask? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like guys do a little less of that. I don't know if you want to speak to that a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> he's actually really good. I think one thing that we're both really big on is like studying each other, yeah. like mm-hmm. not getting stuck on like, okay, destiny six months ago, she loved this. But um, if I make a comment about something, whether it's an article of clothing or a book, I think we're really good at just studying the other person and knowing, like, I don't have to say, Bay, I really want this, but he will be able to just know because of, like, him wanting to know know me. Mm-hmm. And I also believe he also is fine with being like, I need a new restaurant, bro, like, put me on or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. He doesn't mind. And I, I'm grateful because, like you said, it's not common. Yeah. Um, so I am grateful. So, so, sir, uh, put, help us help the man. I don't know what, I don't even know what to say. You know, what? All the girls that follow the page, you sound like they're like, listen, where are the guys? Right. Like, I don't. I'm trying to find them. Okay. Like, like, put these men on to how you got here. Why? Why do you think to ask questions? I need to know. I don't know. I think it's just. A, I don't want to sound so spiritual, but I think there was a moment where I've always been like. Uh, sucking for love, like I've always loved love. But I think, like, once we started talking about, like, well, I started recognizing, like, this is my wife. I looked at it as, like, this is God's daughter. And, like, mm. I, he's, like, trusting me with her. Like, I mm. want to make sure that the rest of her life, she's always smiling, like, she's always happy. Like, I'm doing everything I can to support her, to nourish all the gifts that's inside her. Cause, like, he's entrusting her with me. So, whether that's being romantic, whether that's being challenging, whether it's being, you know, supportive anything that i can do to make sure that she's becoming the best version of herself uh, i just try to do that so i don't really have no rest of this. <laughs> my relationship i would say my relationship with god kind of like honesty and i wasn't always there mm-hmm. Amen. yeah and i think it's i think it comes down to humility right of like remember i think that's a part of humility knowing like it's not about me this this is god's mm-hmm. child and i and yes. this is a serious thing right that he's giving me uh I I get to steward this relationship with someone that the Lord loves a lot. So it's not like I have to know I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's like, how can I do the best possible? And and we're not supposed to be alone, right? God didn't Mm -hmm. call us to be alone. So you asking other men or other people or researching, um, that is still you loving her well. So. And that's crazy that you say humility because um, we have core values for our marriage and we use like it's an acronym for our last name and the H is for humility. Mm -hmm. Um, And we always say like the I've experienced, I'm grateful from my parents, like seeing a selfless love honestly makes for like the most amazing marriage. Like when I'm trying to figure out how I can pour into him, he can pour into me. And it's like a a, a love fest of pouring in. Mm -hmm. That's the that is the most fruitful marriage that you'll see. It just reminds us of, again, of God laying down his life for us so that we're able to be here. It's like putting me on the back burner and being like, how can I make Keon happy? What can I do to make him smile? And if he's doing the same thing for me, it's like a never ending love fest. Yes. We told, we told this story for the first time. It hasn't dropped yet, so you, you're getting an exclusive here. But <laughs> the night, we, we never really told this story. The night, you're of, right. the night of our wedding, we actually washed each other's feet. Mm-hmm. It Beautiful. Was one of the shows. 
saying that like we're here to serve you, mm-hmm. serve each other for the rest of our lives. And I think that has shown up in our marriage in a way that we not perfect, but we try to show up with humility, servitude in all aspects. I just went out to go get you some food and I ain't really feel like yes. but because I love you. Girl, <laughs> I, I put my again, socks on. Yeah. It's, it's cold out there. It's cold. <laughs> So, yeah, so cool yeah, those little things make all the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really beautiful. And that's actually something I want to do um, my wedding night, too. And I think if we, we can stay humble and, yeah, desiring to love the other person and, and just trusting that this other person desires to love us as hard as we love them, there's no yeah. checking behind your back, you know, or like looking over your shoulder. Yeah. You don't have to do that because you've chosen someone for you um, that loves you well, but also like loves God more yeah. than you which is a blessing yeah. it truly is mm-hmm. um so you've been saying that you guys made a little uh acronym with your last names i love that but that reminded me i wanted to uh, give you guys kudos for creating the, the term intense fellowship because research shows the importance of the of language creating a new language in your relationship um mm. so the fact that you guys are doing those things that's actually like foundational you probably you got part of i know this but like that's the the psychology behind it as well. So, wow. I, I didn't know that one either. So you're you're, you're putting us on tonight, But it's so yeah, it's so cool how um. So they've done research. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who Gottman is. He's oh, a yes, yeah, Gottman. So they did the research where they basically watched different couples and saw um how the healthiest couples and what they were doing, and that was one of the things that they did. And some people just did it naturally. Um, I don't know if you guys have learn that from someone or it's just like something that came up b- between the two of you but there's just some people that just know how to do the things better than other people so just want to <laughs> commend you guys because that's like staple for a healthy relationship i mean i Keon, you know uh was the spearhead for the washing of the feet he was a spearhead of the core values so mm-hmm. i only came up with the intense fellowship so you know i don't know you know it's jesus or it just comes it just comes amen we gotta do a whole separate episode with you sir because we gotta help the men's. <laughs> I love that, and we're here for it. We gotta I help the men's. <laughs> um, but on that same train of thought, with intense fellowship, um, I was watching, I think, an episode you guys did about that, um, and you were saying mm-hmm. that you guys pray before um, having conversations. So, can you talk a little bit to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? That was, uh... <laughs> that was the key on thing too. I can't take no credit for it. Jesus, okay? where are they? Lord. <laughs> You don't got no brother, John. He's only child. I'm sorry. Jesus. You don't got no brother. Hey. You probably saying that all the time. Listen. So sorry. I'm so sorry. Honestly, though, in, in transparency, I think that as we were like just matriculating through our progression of relationship and just dating, I realized that, like, again, once we got married, mm-hmm. it just turned up. Yeah, the intense. And it wasn't like, I hate you or you hate me. Or nothing course. like crazy, but mm-hmm. I just felt like the warfare increased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially as soon as we launched the podcast. Like, it's just like, the anybody does not want to see us live a healthy marriage, like mm-hmm. encouraging other marriages. That's like, he hates marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the opposite of that. So of course there was going to be warfare. So I think one that was one of the reasons. Then another reason too is that it's kind of hard to be turned up in a conversation after praying. So, like, I think us praying really settled our hearts and humbled our hearts to be able to be recognized. Like, all right, we're about to go into this conversation. This is still my person. I think you mentioned that in the video. Mm-hmm. We're not enemies. We're on the same team. 
So let's invite God in to be and the Holy Spirit to be a healthy mediator. And yeah. let's figure out what the end goal is of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a tense fellowship, but it's also conflict resolution. Like we're just coming to an agreement so that moving forward, it's most of the time it's a misunderstanding or a communi- an expectation that wasn't communicated. And we're putting it in place so moving forward, we don't have those problems. And we also pray like in the middle of it too. Like they get too turned up with like voices are raised or anything. D might be like, I need a second. Or like I might be like, hey, I, I need to go outside. And then we're mm-hmm. praying, asking God to like examine our hearts. Yeah. Like what did I do? Is there something I could do differently? Or also show me how can I come back to the conversation better? And then most of the time we come back. Babe, I'm sorry. I could have did this. Like, I'm sorry. And then we yeah. like, what are we going to do? Like how are we going to figure this out? So mm-hmm. that's been very helpful. Honestly, yeah. Very. Yeah. And I think that just points to the importance of being having a Christ centered relationship. Right? Amazing. Where it's not it's not me centered. It's not us. It's Jesus. Yeah. So the fact that yeah. y'all are like, I need to bring him in the midst of this because it's there's no there's no pride there, right? It's like without God, I can't do this and I know it. <laughs> I wanna say some things. Yeah. So yeah, I need to go to yeah. It's 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 beautiful to hear and see that um, what it looks like to be to to run back to Christ in in the midst of it. It's it's really even with what you're saying, like keep a Christ in a relationship. You know, we often talk about yeah. You know, we had our. I was single for three years before I met Keon, and I know the women are like, "Girl, how did you do it?" Or but it's like I when I really wanted what God wanted for me. The time almost didn't even matter because I knew that I wanted someone whose heart really was for God because I knew the difference it would make, not even for me, but for the marriage. So I just try to always encourage people like that equally your relationship, you wait for it, like mm-hmm. wait for it. And I always tell people like to ask God for contentment in that time because you're going to need it. It definitely does get boring or, you know, okay, God, come on, clock is ticking, what's up? But the wait for it and then receiving it, 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 it makes the wait so much more important Mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah and i think sometimes the devil will even send somebody that's just close enough you know Mm -hmm. or you almost settled down (laughs) um but what i can't i can't because i have so many good examples of christian it's like the lord it feels like a curse like i couldn't settle if i wanted to (laughs) even if i wanted to i couldn't do it um i love it so yeah, that's it's it's so important to wait until you really feel like okay, God is in the midst of all of this, not just some of it. Yeah. We're not compartmentalizing it. Um, so it, it is, um, it's so important. So to to uh, segue back into other fellowship <laughs> that is of the sexual sort, um, I want you I want you guys to talk more about how. Um, how waiting prepared you for the drier seasons in your marriage? Because you were talking about how you're still going to have to use self-control in marriage. Um, talk to that a little more, because I think you guys said you still have to use self-control. And I think that's important to speak to. I try to encourage men as much as possible. I think that you said it's in one of we're we're wired differently than women. Yes. So like our drive is a, most of the time is a little higher. So I often try to think like why God would do that, you know, like, <laughs> Make it make it close to each other or something. Right. But amen. Continue. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I, think so. I think that uh, again, it's like it's so imperative to practice purity in the dating process before because again, when you get married, we might want it all times, but she might be 
you know, not radio. She might not be feeling like her body as a woman, mm-hmm. you know, go through different changes or emotions or she might be on her period mm-hmm. or, you know, you might be talking about pregnancy and then you got to wait X amount of time for that. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's not an excuse to go watch pornography, but that's not an excuse to lust after other women. Mm-hmm. So I, I only speak from a man's perspective. I think it's just so important to practice that purity beforehand because I, I think a lot of men go into it with like, all right, once I wait and I get married, I can have whatever I want. Like I stay down and mm-hmm. now it's like, it's in my hand, it's in my hand. It's definitely like not like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's, it's extremely important. I, I, I have a lot more patience because I waited mm-hmm. early on. So. That's good. Amen. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a therapist, so I, I, I am in session with some of those people, a lot of men recently even, uh, that they're like, I thought, you know what I'm saying? And some of the, some people, you know, were doing, were premaritally engaging and it was all the time. And then they get married and the mm-hmm. thrill's gone. Now we're That's not true. living in sin. I'm bored. Yes. So yes. things change and they're like, oh, snap, why are things different now? And even if you did wait, um, that misconception can be so damaging to your relationship, especially if you didn't have a yeah. conversation um, before getting married about your expectations, your desires, maybe even like fantasies and things like that, where you just assume yeah. it's it's a green light all the way. Whatever I want is yeah. going to happen because the marriage bed is undefiled. But that's not fair to you. Or your spouse. So, yes, I love that you guys talk about that. Yeah. And to be honest, I think we had that expectation conversation on our honeymoon because that's when we that's when the we were able to do that. And then it was like, hold on now. I thought this and you thought that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we definitely had it early on. It definitely took us to get like, you know, building a rhythm for for us. That was that works, and you know, being able to—I think we talked about that in our uh, sex expectation episode. Just like what being open, being able to say, "Hey, this is how many times you want to do it. This is how many times I want to do it." Mm-hmm. Where's was the medium? You know, like just being open of this is what I'm wanting. This is what I desire. How can we make this happen? But being open to hearing each person's need, desire, and point of view. Yeah, and I think patience in that is going to be so important too. A hundred percent. Um, and compromise. <laughs> compromise those those two things girl and selflessness you married you married 100 years it's good you did it. <laughs> right you mastered those three those three fruit and you're gonna be chilling um amen yeah so yeah i definitely think speaking to that like self-control patience all those things but i do want to talk about uh, maybe a, a less uh maybe an unpop- unpopular opinion um yeah. that you guys touched on a little bit about um not saying no so often or so quickly, or so like, uh, what's the word? Like flippantly. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah. I sure can. Um, I think that the mic is on. <laughs> I can see he's nuts. <laughs> um, I think that one thing, I think I actually really learned this from my mom. Um, my parents, they often have had marriage conferences, and she speaks to, uh, I don't know the actual scripture reference, but basically like if we withhold our body from our husband when we're married, it actually is not of God to mm-hmm. withhold our body from our husband because that's what the Lord put us together. That's something that we're able to do. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that once one hearing that was kind of like, hmm, okay. But then I also had to not just go back to selflessness. It's not just about me. Like I'm not, it's me and Keon. His needs have to be met. And I'm the, I'm the way that the needs are met. So it makes me think, again, put that selfless hat on. 
I don't want to do it tonight, but I'm still going to do it because this is my husband. He, I know what he needs, and that's that. Now, I had to learn also, what I had to learn was how to say, no, babe, I don't want to do it today. I had to learn how to say that in a nicer way versus then like, no. Like, I'm like, I'm all right, not tonight. Relax. Like, yes. Instead of being saying like that, because then that made him feel unwanted or undesired. Mm-hmm. And if I was not selfless and maybe like in a... a all about me way, I would be like, you know, well, why do you feel that way? It's not fair to me. But when I was able to look back at it and also run that scripture, I don't want to hold things back from my husband that I know that I'm the one to fulfill. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn, one, how to say no in a proper manner that he can receive it, but then also remind myself, I'm the only release he can get. So I need to be, I, the no's will come. But there's, it's also okay to do it when you don't feel like it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a healthy balance. I would, if I could, just encourage men to like speak up in a way mm-hmm. that they desire to be spoken to. And I know sometimes a lot of men, some men are not uh, taught to kind of share like what they really feel or like just be emotionally aware of like what that makes them feel. Because most time, if they hear in a way that like they don't feel wanted, yes. they find a want in someone else. Mm. So to like alleviate, they don't even know how to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Some people, I'm not trying to put that on a projector on everybody, but I just know some men that I've even like talked to is like, mm-hmm. now nah, you got to tell her like, when you say no like that, that makes me feel mm-hmm. that you don't want me or mm-hmm. you makes me feel rejected. And when you feel that way, somebody at work the next day will say, you look nice in that suit. And it's going to turn your ears differently mm-hmm. because of the rejection that you, you heard last night. So mm-hmm. I would just encourage men like, to alleviate you from even putting yourself in those positions. Communicate with your partner and your spouse. Like, hey, babe, like, when you say this, like, it makes me feel this way. Can you say it differently? Or like, I know you still want me, but I need some reassurance tonight. Even if you don't want to have sex with me, just tell me you still want me. You know, because sometimes we hear... You don't want to say something like, "Damn, you ain't want me no more." Like, I need to go in the gym. I don't look good. Like, yeah, yeah, your mm-hmm. mind just go yeah. attach your mind. Yeah, it can go down a rabbit. Hole. So I would just encourage men just to like speak up as much as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So we're not what we're not saying is to weaponize that scripture. Obviously, yeah. if there's times when someone is trying to force you to do things you're not comfortable with, that can still happen in marriage, regardless of what you know what commitment you've made. But we're more talking yeah. about. You just not feeling like it today. Like I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> or it's just like, yeah. just in yeah. your own will, you don't feel like doing it. So, mm-hmm. and I think when you guys touch on that, I think that's so important because, like, I think we are in a time where like men's feelings just don't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Get over it. You're fine. Um, but yes. for whatever reason, the Lord has given me a heart for men. I feel like some, I, I probably sound like a pick me so bad right now, but has <laughs> really. <laughs> Giving me a like, I see, and I have to sit across from men, grown men, crying in front of mm. me, saying they've had no space to feel, no space to be cared for. Um, wow. So it's like Jesus. So I, I do definitely want to give that space and know, like Keon, you said in one of your, um, one of your episodes, like I have no other release. I'm submitted to you. Like I love mm-hmm. you, and I'm, I'm choosing to let you be the only outlet, and that's honorable. Yeah. Like it that's really honorable. Is. And there are a lot yeah. of people who are out here getting it other ways. Um, mm. So if you find a man that is willing to submit to you and uh, let you be that only release, honor him in that. Like mm. sometimes you're not going to want to do it. And I was reading um, this book too that talked about how sometimes you don't want to. And then when you start, you're like, oh, look, this is kind of nice. And you get in there. Well, you're like, oh. Honestly, <laughs> right. That's very true. That's mm-hmm. so true. And I even sometimes I think time. about like, 
Like, we don't want to go to work every day, but we still go. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, there are things that we don't want to do often and we still do them. And as, when it comes to marriage, like, nothing nothing is equating to your marriage. So if you can do that, you can do that, girl. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. You can mm-hmm. It's all really about, pers- like, the, your perspective or your thought process in it, honestly. And like, and like you said, this is, I'm the only. So if I'm the only, then, you know, let's get to it. <laughs> it's like, real quick, I, I really appreciate you sharing that, too, yeah. because, again, Dino, like, my whole life is built around, like, just talking to men or, like, mm-hmm. you know, just encouraging them, like, the life without church. And, again, those are the sentiments, like, we don't feel heard, we don't yeah. feel seen, yeah. we just feel like we just got to get over it, we got to be the strong, or we just got to provide, and that's all they care about. So you just, even you acknowledging that, I really appreciate that. that yeah. I know it's a man that's watching that needs to hear that. For sure. Yeah, of course. Beautiful. Um, yeah, and the point you made too about going to work, right? Like you're gonna do it for a check, but not for the man that God gave you. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that sometimes I, I, he, me and Kian often have unpopular conversations all the time. Often, actually, so you know, you're in our you're house, right you're up our alley. <laughs> um, like, it's like like submission. It's like mm-hmm. it's not it's not unattractive when I know this person's character, or it's not hard. I, I, it's easy because he submits to God. I submit. You know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. It all comes kind of down to the person that you're with at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Are they spirit-led? Are they saved? Because those things then are the foundation of the conversation. You go back to scripture, you can pull things that can say, you know what? That helps me to see this in a different manner. Yeah. But again, you would you do things. As women, I know that we do things that we don't want to do, but we like the outcome or we like whatever. So, and again, like you said, this is somebody that the Lord gave you. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So, okay. So my next question is, I can, I think that kind of leads into a two, it, it as well, where, um, what, what is different about, about marriage that you thought it'll be like, what, what did you thought marriage will be? And what is marriage actually? We talk about this all the time and I, I know people hate our answer. Probably. <laughs> but we, I think because we did so much work in the pre-marital, the dating, uh, time, like it's really the same, like, we just live together. Like we didn't go into it like, oh man, I don't know how I'm gonna live with this person, or she might want me to clean as well. I, it's like we just knock everything out. We already talked about all our expectations mm-hmm. in premarital counseling. Like, we did a lot of the, like pre work communication wise. So like now we just get to experience it, and like we're just happier because we get to see each other every day now. You know, yeah. but, I don't know. We don't. It wasn't many surprises for me. Yeah, I like you like Kim like Kian said there weren't. Two minutes surprise, but I think that also may come from we both came from homes where our parents are married. Mm-hmm. I think that that also plays a huge role as well because we saw fruitful marriages and we we saw what it came with. We saw all the things, so I think we were already exposed That's good. to what a marriage looks like. So I think, of course, the our um, premarital counseling as um, assisted, but we both came from two-parent homes, and I think that that also played a role in us not being surprised yeah. by anything. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's not disappointing. <laughs> we try. I'd be like, I know y'all want us to say something, no. but I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, that is not disappointing at all. That's what I want to hear. Because, <laughs> you know, people always out there, oh, marriage is so hard, and it's this, this, and that, and it's that, and I hate it. It's like, dang, I know it's, it's some people out here enjoying it. Shoot. Yes. I, I think that's one of the reasons. That's another reason. Going back to like your original question of yeah. why we put the podcast out, it's like we're really happy. We're not perfect, but we we're really happy. This is no show. Like everybody who knows us knows this is really our camera, and that like we're mm-hmm. genuinely happy. 
and, and we got to debunk this whole notion around what marriage looks like, especially for us young Christian couples. It's like it's boring, or like you guys mm-hmm. like nah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, I, I like Hina said, our whole like the whole marriage is hard connotation. Like we do not we subscribe every to time. That. It's like crazy. Like, mm, it's it's just like why would you say that? <laughs> like no, it's not hard. I think with the right person, you're gonna have hard moments, but in totality, the marriage is not hard with That's the right good. person. That's good. Yeah, that's helpful to hear. Um, that's yes. how I, that's how I view it for me. I don't know if I was being naive, but <laughs> I just think no, it's, well, it's out there. Yeah, it's, it's out there. You. I think if you're if you're dedicated to being a selfless, humble person, and you want to live peaceably with somebody, you know, some people like the chaos, and they're like, "Oh, let me go ahead and start a fight real quick. I'm bored." <laughs> but if you're not doing that, if you want to live peaceably with somebody, I think it, it sounds attainable. So I'm glad that y'all can attest to that for sure. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Good stuff. Man, this is good. This was a good, this was a good time. I love your questions. (laughs) So if you guys could say one last thing to the people about maybe waiting or marriage, what what would you want them to hear? You can go first. Um, I would just say continue to wait well. Um, Especially, like I said, kind of spoke to earlier. Um, I know that the waiting season, especially because we don't we don't know the end. We it's an uncertain season. We don't know when it's gonna end. To truly, truly wait well, and I think that sometimes women get they're like life 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 doesn't start when you get married. It starts before that. Like you can live your entire life before the man ever comes, before you even you know he exists. Go out on dates by yourself. You have friends. Pray for community, but really pray for contentment and, and even ask God. Lord, what am I supposed to be doing in this season? Show me what my focus is supposed to be on. When you take your focus off of the man coming and put your focus on God and you, it helps with um, that season going by quicker or just not experiencing so much boredom, sadness. When you have the proper community, like-minded Christian women who are like encouraging you when you're on a hard day with scripture or reminding you, like, listen, our husbands are coming. Um, those are things that I would definitely encourage, especially young Christian women to do. So wait well. Pray for contentment, pray for community, and don't think that I can't live my life until the man comes. Do all the things that you want to do, and hopefully when you meet that man, he will, you know, catch up to you while you're living. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, I would just say uh, for all of my guys, I would just encourage them to choose wisely. And when you're choosing, don't limit your pursuit to just physical mm-hmm. attraction or financial gain or status or quo, like really look at the heart of the person that you're pursuing, the character, um, their emotional intelligence, their spiritual life. Yeah. Um, because that's really gonna make or break your relationship mm-hmm. and your future marriage. So I think sometimes again as guys like we get caught up in like, all right, she look good. She got my we good. We gonna work this out. <laughs> but it's really like the spiritual um component and like the emotional intelligence that's really gonna make your marriage and Help it to be fruitful. So mm-hmm. I would just encourage guys to like don't look at the superficial stuff. Yeah, choose wisely. That's good. All righty. Well, thank you guys for coming on the pod. <laughs> thank you thank for you. having us. You asked amazing questions. Great, it was great. a great conversation. Thank you. Y'all gotta come back on one day. You know I'm saying if y'all think of anything, listen. listen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. As you guys know, you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Where can the people find you guys? 
Okay, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at the journey to the number two, the hills. Mm-hmm. Like, comment, and subscribe. That's that's that's, key that's my role on the uh, YouTube. <laughs> yes. so just... You love amen, that role. Amen. <laughs> yes, he does. And you yes. do it well. Real. Yes. Very yes. well. <laughs> so yes, we're on Instagram and TikTok, YouTube as well, Join to the Hills. Um and we're having our first live show. Uh, oh, oh so yeah, I any, saw that. Yeah, anybody who may be interested, February seventeenth. We're, February we're 17th. based in County, Maryland. So if anybody is in the area, would love to come out. Tickets are still available. We already sold out of our early bird tickets, so tickets are moving. So awesome. Good for you guys. Yeah, definitely we'll be praying that the Lord blesses that time. I know he will. Y'all are y'all are great. So Thank Thanks you. so much. So are you? Thank you. All right, guys. So <laughs> remember to kiss the sun, speak the truth in love, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Bye. All right. See you.